glorify your name. Daddy, we thank you for this morning. We thank you for gathering us even in your presence today. We give you all the glory. Everlasting Father, we pray as we go into your word. I pray that my, I might decrease and you increase at this moment. Teach us your word by yourself. Holy Spirit of the Lord, help us as we go into your word today. In Jesus' mighty name, we pray. Amen. Praise the Lord. Praise God. So today we want to continue in the series that um, God has used our pastor to take us the past three weeks talking about recovery. This month is our month of recovery in place of victory. Hallelujah. And this stems from the fact that this month we celebrated Easter. The time we celebrated the death, the burial, and resurrection of our Lord Jesus Christ and in all its attendant benefits. Glory be to God. As you could see from the theme of the month and our anchor text there, says Ezekiel 37, 5 to 7. I'll just read it quickly. It says, Thus says the Lord God to this bone, Surely I will cause breath to enter into you, and you shall, and you shall have life, and you shall live. I will put sinews on you, and bring flesh upon you, cover you with his skin, and put breath in you. And you shall live, then you shall know that I am the Lord. Hallelujah. So today, God is saying to us, we are going to know that he is the Lord indeed, because he's going to give us recovery. Hallelujah. So, pastor has taken us through a lot, which I'll go through quickly. But today, I want to take us through the effect of recovery. What effect will it have on you, the people around you, in fact, even on your enemies? Hallelujah. As a way of recap, the path to recovery that pastor took us through he gave us about six ways or path to recovery. And the first one he told us then was we must acknowledge God from the beginning. Acknowledge God from the beginning that it is God that is bringing it to pass. It is God that is actually working this recovery in your life. You must remain in joy. The joy of the Lord is our strength. We need to remain in joy. We need to understand that we need people, even as we go along, we need people. Imagine how the church has been over the past 12 months without people in the church. So you need people in your life. And specifically, God will have placed people in your life, a certain stage of your life for a purpose, for a reason. So it's only for us to open our eyes, understand, to see these people, to honor them, and perhaps make the most of the opportunity God has given us in bringing them our way. Select the right people. It's not enough to meet people. You need the right people. Okay, you need the right people in order for you to recover, in order to achieve your purpose. About five said you need to pursue, you need to pursue, you need to pursue. You don't have to be lazy. You have to be fervent in the spirit, not slothful in business, even as God encouraged us. Finally, encourage us to sow the seed of thanksgiving. Hallelujah. Sow the seed of thanksgiving. I might not have done justice to this recap. I'm just trying to, for my own learning as well. And for those of us who have missed it, for us to capture what we've learned so far in the past three months. He said a lot. Today, we'll just see what effect the recovery could have on us. A text for today, which I will encourage us to read, 
is taken from Exodus chapter 12, from 31 to 39. Exodus 12, 31 to 39. I read from verse 31 now. And he called for Moses. This was Pharaoh now. And he called for Moses and Aaron by night and said, Rise, rise up and get you forth from among my people, both ye and the children of Israel. Go and serve the Lord, as ye have said. Also take your flocks and your herds, as ye have said, and be gone, and bless me also. And the Egyptians were urgent upon the people, that they might send them out of the land in haste, for they said, We be all dead men. Verse 34 now. And the people took their dove before it was leaving, their nicking thrusts being bound up in their clothes upon their shoulders. And the children of Israel did according to the word of Moses. And they borrowed of the Egyptians jewels of silver, jewels of gold, and raiment. And the Lord gave the people favor in the sight of the Egyptians, so that they learned unto them such things as they required, and they spoiled the Egyptians. Today, we are going to spoil our enemies in Jesus' name. The last three verses, 37 to 39. And the children of Israel journeyed from Ramesses to Succoth, about 600,000 on foot that were men beside children. And a mixed multitude went up also with them, and flocks and herds, even very much cattle. And they baked on living cakes of the dove, which they brought forth out of Egypt, for it was not living. Because they were thrust out of Egypt and could not tarry, neither had they prepared for themselves any victual. Hallelujah. As a way of introduction, just to say that only 70 Israelites actually went to Egypt with Jacob. Now we now change to Israel. Only about 70 of them. And they were living happily for several years. They were living happily. Just to give a background of the text that we read. They were living happily. They were living together with children of Egypt. Even though they had they stayed in Goshen. But then they were allowed to do their trade, which was farm and all that. They were allowed to live the life as though they were citizens as well. But Israelites are people that were self-sufficient. People who knew that God was their only supply. They had more than enough. They were not used to receiving harms. They were not used to begging. They were not used to having to borrow. They were people that were self-sufficient. But things changed in their lives when a pharaoh that knew no Joseph came to the throne. He began to treat them as slaves. So from living in freedom to bondage in the same land, this became their story. And this was state of uh, condition of state of mind that they, were, they have never been before. And for some of us, the pandemic might have thrown us to a situation we've never been before, we've never seen before. I, I, I don't know that in my own lifetime, that I will live almost a whole year without going to church. And for some other people, it could mean that they could not see their family members, close family members for several months. And for some, it could mean that they could not travel. For some, it could mean 
missed opportunities and privileges and so on and so forth. And for some, it could be the ultimate price of even losing a loved one because of the pandemic. This was a situation that we've never seen before. The same, the children of Israel, they've never been in this state before. They've always been dependent people, looked after by God, loved by God, always having sufficient. So they lost their freedom and they became slaves. There was a prophecy that the land they were going, they were going to live there for just about 400 years. But for whatever reason, there was a delay. They eventually lived in that country for 430 years. But finally, God came to their rescue at the right time and God delivered them. Hallelujah. So this month, God is coming to our rescue as well. God is going to help us to recover all that we have lost in the name of Jesus Christ. So recovery, according to Oxford Dictionary, which pastors also define that for us, just to kind of refresh our memory, it means a return to normal state of health, mind, or strength. That's the definition of recovery. A return to normal state of health, mind, or strength. It's also the process or action of regaining possessions or control of something that has been stolen or lost. For the children of Israel, it was their freedom that they lost. It was the fact that they lost their own land. They lost their peace. They lost their ability to live as they would want to live. They lost their ability to determine their own future, to determine their leadership, to determine what will happen to them. They lost their ability for them to farm or to do their enterprise. And they were living in bondage. But God is saying it's causing a return to normal. A return to state of health. Mind you, this is dictionary definition. But in the kingdom of God, God does not return to normal. He returns even beyond normal. Hallelujah. We saw in the story of Job, God gave him 10 times more than what he lost. That's the kind of recovery we enjoy in the kingdom of God. So these are, these are the things we are going to go through. We're going to see the effects of recovery on, on ourselves. How it's going to cause self-denial. How we're going to help our dreams to come true. As power is going to change hands. And how it's going to lead to our wealth physically and spiritually. Hallelujah. The first thing I'm going to talk about, about self-denial. Second Kings chapter 5, 10 to 14. Second Kings chapter 5, 10 to 14. If you read the story, it's a story about Neymar. Neymar was a military general, was a general who has fought so many battles for Syria and has conquered and has won. And Israel, so to speak, was supposed to be an enemy. But God wanted to have mercy on him. He needed a recovery of his health. He, he went, the king of Syria actually sent a letter to the king of Israel for an assistance to help heal Neymar. But Elisha in the end intervened and helped him. So when he got to Elisha's house, he was expecting that Elisha would come out and lay hand on him to heal him because he was a general. And so he, he demanded that kind of respect. But in the kingdom of God, what we place value on on earth is different from what God values. And so the value in the kingdom of God is Different from earthly value. Completely different. 
In fact, the scriptures is what we value so much. What people celebrate sometimes might be an abomination before God. For Naaman, it was used to, for people to answer him, sir, yes, sir, and all that, giving commands. But this time around, the man of God was telling specifically how he will recover, how he will receive his healing. So today, if you want to recover, you have to do it God's way. You have to follow the instruction of the Lord. He was told to go deep himself in River Jordan. But he was saying, oh, in Syria we have River Abana or even Papha. It's better. That why will he tell us to go to, tell me to go to this river? Are there no better river in Syria? What has the Lord told you to do in order for you to recover completely? It may not sit well with you. It may not make human sense. But that's how God wants it to be done. Verse 14 of that second Kings chapter 5 verse 14 says, Then went he down and dipped himself seven times in Jordan, according to the saying of the man of God. So you can see I... I made the bold there. According to the saying of the man of God. This emphasis is mine. So it's according to the saying of the man of God. It's according to the saying of God. It's according to the word of God. It's according to the dictate of God. It's according to the plan of God. It's according to the arrangement of God. That's how he wants to do it. And his flesh came again like unto the flesh of a little child. And he was clean. Hallelujah. Even the Lord Jesus Christ at some point, he said, Oh, Father, if this, cause could, uh, this cup could pass over me. But then he realized that wasn't the plan of God. That wasn't the intention of God. He said, Not my will, but thy will be done. So we need to learn to say, Father, let thy will be done. Not my will, but thy will be done. The will of the Lord be done. So, according to the will of God, according to the word of the Lord, as he has decided, as he has planned it, so it will be, not as we want it to be, not as we choose to be. Many of us, we are here today in Swansea. I'm sure if I ask you a story, uh, some of us will be, oh, no, this wasn't where I wanted to be. Oh, for, and for some, this is where they wanted to be, and they are here. But different folks, different stories, let me tell but perhaps you are here for a reason. And that is what you should be asking God today. Why am I here? Hallelujah. So why am I living where I'm living? Why am I associated with the people I'm associated with at this time in my life? Could be a reason why God has brought these people your way. And today, we are meeting together even in a church today, hearing the word of the Lord. So Naaman eventually submitted himself to the decision, to the dictate and the plan of God, and he got his total recovery. Now the next thing this recovery will do for us is that power will change hands. Hallelujah. Proverbs 6-7 says, When a man's ways please the Lord, he maketh even his enemies to be at peace with him. Hallelujah. Even his enemies will be at peace with him. Who will have thought that the children of Israel that became slaves to Egyptians, they were the one building their, all their buildings, they were the one taking care of their cattle, 
farming for them. They, they were still they're fetching water and all that. But when the time of recovery came, the Egyptians, the Bible said they spoiled the Egyptians. The Egyptians were even asking, please bless us. Even Pharaoh said, bless me also. The same Pharaoh that, that, that vowed that I will never see your face again. Don't see my face again. He called Aaron and, and Moses. He's come, leave. We are tired. We do, we do want to die. We don't want everybody to die in Egypt. So go. And he said, bless me also. Have they been denied entitlement? I've heard a story of colleagues have been denied their entitlement just for whatever reason. But when God's time comes, all those entitlement have been denied, be given to you in the name of Jesus Christ. Is it delayed promotion? The children of Israel, they suffered. They were supposed to live in that land for 400, they lived for 30 years. And they tried to do it their own way. No. That's the time and way of God. And you see, finally, even in this time, the enemies be willing to help you. Why? Because God's favor is upon you and it's the time of your recovery. Hallelujah. The enemies be willing to support you. The enemies, even for the Lord Jesus Christ. The scripture says, I didn't know, the prince of you, I didn't know they would not have crucified the Lord because they thought they were destroying Jesus. They thought they were putting an end to the ministry of the Lord Jesus Christ, not knowing that rather it was his purpose to die for us on the cross of Calvary, for us to have liberty and the beginning of our freedom. The scriptures, there is nothing we can do against the truth, but for the truth. The more they try to suppress the truth, the more they are pushing the truth forward. The more they try to suppress you, the more they are pushing you forward. So the enemies, they will be helping you knowingly or unknowingly to them. They'll be supporting you. They'll be the one defending and fighting for you. There have been situations and we have testimonies that in panel, people that you thought that were actually going to shout down your proposal in panel, they be the one that are now supporting it. You will wonder what happened. God happened. Hallelujah. So, brethren, today I want to encourage us today to believe that this month of our recovery, we are taking over. Power is changing and we are coming to the top and the enemy will be at the bottom. Hallelujah. And they will ask for our blessings. And they will join together to even support us to push out our, our testimony in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. But remember, it has to be God's way. Moses attempted to deliver the children of Israel in his own way. But what happened to him? He fled in the end. So if you try to do it your own way, you cannot succeed. Do it God's way and wait for what God is going to do. Amen. The next thing that's going to happen as an effect of this recovery is that dreams are going to come true. Dreams are going to come true. Hallelujah. We are going to birth new ideas. We are going to birth new visions. We are going to go to greater heights. Why? Because God has given us recovery. Psalm 126 verse 1 says, When the Lord turned again the captivity of Zion, we were like them that dream dreams. 
you will wonder, oh, could this ever happen to me? Yes, it can happen to you. Will I ever recover? Yes, you can recover. Will I ever attain these heights? Yes, you will. If you have any dream, keep that dream alive. Because why? This month that we are celebrating the resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ, the dream will come back to life. Psalm 53 verse 6 says, Oh, that the salvation of Israel will come out of Zion. When God bringeth back the captivity of his people, Jacob shall rejoice and Israel shall be glad. Hallelujah. Joseph had dream. He dreamt. He told his parents. He told his brothers. And the brothers, just as we learned earlier, they thought they were destroying the dream. In fact, they said, let us sell him or let's kill him and let's see how the dream, his dream will come to pass. So they thought they were destroying the dream. Or rather, they helped the dream to come fulfilled. Amen. So don't give up on your dream. We've, we've heard that God is a God of second chance. No, our God is God of cha- many chances, not, not just two. So if God has given you a chance and you have missed it, even second time you have missed it, don't worry. It's not God of second chance. It's God of many chances. We keep giving you chances, give you chances until you get that recovery. God is a patient God. God is a kind God. All you need to do is call upon him. Cry to him. He will help you. He will help you, definitely. And that's what he does. Let's see this way. That when children of Israel, in the olden days, they would take lamb, dove, whatever it is that the priest would say they should bring for their recovery for their redemption or forgiveness of their sin so let's take a lamb for instance they take a lamb to the priest and when they get to the priest whoever has brought the lamb what he will do is i lay his hand on the lamb say all sort of things he's confessing all his sins the first thing that the priest will do is to examine the lamb to say oh this lamb is it pure is without blemish and all that the Lord Jesus Christ was that lamb for us. And what we did was that we put all our sins on him. So that's what they, 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 were, they were doing. When they buy the lamb, they will lay their hands on the lamb. After this priest has satisfied, oh, this lamb is fit, is worthy. And that's what the Lord God said about Jesus. He is worthy. Hallelujah. So you put, you put all their sins on the lamb. All their offenses on the lamb. So when God's wrath is coming, when vengeance is supposed to come, it's not coming to us anymore, but going to that lamb. Amen. Brethren, are we following me this morning? So he's going to that lamb, and the lamb that he's going to is a lamb of life, the lamb of God, which is the perfect sacrifice that is worthy. And he died once and for all. So because of that, we have hope of recovery. And any time you are in crisis, any time you are in trouble, just look upon that lamp of the Lord that has been slain for us. And the lamp of God that has been slain for us, just put those troubles, just put it upon him, 
and you will see God taking them away. Hallelujah. Because you are not, you are no longer looking onto yourself, but you are looking onto Jesus. You are looking onto that Lamb of God. Brethren, today I want to repeat. If you think by whatever means you've lost your opportunity, you've lost your chances, God is going to give you another one. Today, you are going to recover those opportunities. Today, you are going to recover that victory. Today, you are going to recover that dream. Today, you are going to recover that appointment. Today, by the mercy of the Lord, you are going to recover your health in the name of Jesus. Even if you deliberately walk into that error, because you are in church today, God will have mercy in the name of Jesus. And finally, there will be wealth. There will be extensive wealth. Untold wealth. Wealth is not just material things. Wealth is more than material things. It's more than what money could buy. That is the kind of wealth God could give. Isaiah 43 verse, 45 verse 3 says, And I will give thee the treasures of darkness, and eating riches of secret places, that thou mayest know that I, the Lord, which called thee by, by, by name, I am God of Israel. The enemies may think they've hidden the wealth from us. The enemy may think that, oh, they are withholding our benefits. They are withholding the resources. God is saying that even the hidden treasures is going to give to us. Hallelujah. Exodus 12, 36. And the Lord gave the people favor, favor in the sight of Egyptians, so that they lent unto them such things as they required, and they spoiled the Egyptians. I Anytime I read this part of scripture, I wonder, you know that these people are living, they are living for good. They are not coming back. And you are lending them. You lend someone that you hope to get back. So, but God made it such a way that all their benefits, all the hard work they've done for those several years, they were repaid in one night. Hallelujah. So all our toiling, all our struggling, that has not amounted to anything in one night, in one day, and a day like this, God will make us to receive those benefits in the name of Jesus Christ. You will plunder your enemies in the name of Jesus. Remember the story of the four lepers. They were outside of the, of, of the city. Let me put it that way, because when lepers, normally they don't allow them to live among the people. They were outside the city, and they thought to themselves, if we go to the city, they may not receive us. If we go to the camp of the Philistines, perhaps they might receive us. But they went to the camp of the Philistines and God made the sound of their feet to sound like sound of armies. And the Philistines said, oh, the king of Israel have hired more armies of neighboring nations to fight us and they fled. And overnight, a nation in poverty, a nation in penury, a nation that was in famine turned to a nation of abundance. Why? Because power changed and why? Because God pronounced it through a man of God that by this time tomorrow and today I'm standing upon this altar and I'm declaring to your life that God Almighty will give you untold riches in the name of Jesus Christ. God Almighty will bless you, will bless your generation, your posterity, your family with Things that even beyond your imaginations in the name of Jesus Christ. That's what God is going to do for us. From famine, from poverty, 
the surplus, why the time of recovery has come and the, our time of recovery has come as well. Amen. We are going to pray. Before we pray, I want to give an opportunity to anyone today who has not given his life to Jesus Christ. You cannot recover if you are not a child of God. You cannot partake of this blessing if you have not surrendered your life to Jesus. If you are here today, we are watching online, and you like to give your life to Jesus Christ, you like to submit your, uh, surrender your life to Jesus, please, I want you to say this prayer after me this morning. Say, Lord Jesus, I do not ask you to come into my life. I accept you as my Lord and Savior from today in Jesus' mighty name. Amen.